Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And uh, with uh, I'm trying to look for some interesting articles today with regards to uh, sports. Of course, last night in uh, Smoothie King, the Pelicans take on the Memphis Grizzlies in a big game. Uh, Pelicans, I think, were one game above 500. The, the Grizzlies lead that uh, particular division. Pelicans take them down without Zion Williamson. Misses yeah, another game. A little concerning there. Every time he is out, you worry that uh, it's some sort of uh, almost pandemic situation where it's just one thing after another. Uh, most of the season with a right knee injury last year, all of his third season with a right foot injury, he was sidelined with a right foot contusion, which Coach Willie Green described as a minor injury. So hopefully that uh, will be the case. And earlier during this early part of the season, which we are in the early part of the season, uh, he had a hip contusion that kept him out of a game or two. So uh, he's day-to-day. But uh, in the meantime, uh, C.J. McCollum just went off. He had uh, a big night with 30 points, or give or take, I think he had uh, 30. Yeah, that, that's what I see. Yeah, and uh, they take down the Memphis Grizzlies, 113-102. Uh, In the meantime, the Chicago Bulls come to the Smoothie King tonight to take on the Pelicans. Should be an interesting contest in that regard. So, uh, Pels beat the Bulls in Chicago last week. Yeah, they did. And uh, if my memory serves me right, a real tight game, too, in that regard. So uh, we'll see how the uh, Pels who are playing pretty well right now, even without their star. Uh, as the Bulls come to town, uh, the Bulls are 6-8. and eight. The Pelicans are 8-6 and six after the big win last night. Uh, they're a three-and-a-half-point pick over the uh, Bulls tonight. Uh, 224 and a half is over and under. Uh, meanwhile, the Pels come in averaging about 116 a game to 111 for the uh, Bulls. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Pels uh, shoot uh, uh, from the floor um, – they shoot the Pelicans do that is forty-eight uh, percent from the floor. The Bulls forty-seven uh, three-pointers. The Pels at uh, thirty-eight. The Bulls at thirty-six free throws. Uh, the Bulls shoot eighty-five percent. Pretty impressive. That's second in the league, and the Pelicans at seventy-seven point three. So a big game tonight for the Pels as they uh, try to uh, contend. I'd say move on in the standings or move up. Uh, Dallas is taking over uh, first place after the uh, Grizzlies got beat last night. New Orleans a half a game out of first place. Uh, in their last ten, they're five and five. They're playing a little better than that. Last year, they were, I believe, ten games under five hundred. Made the playoffs at thirty-six and forty-six. Uh, so we'll see what uh, transpires in that. Houston as at the bottom of the league. Elsewhere around uh, the NBA, the uh, the Celtics lead in the Atlantic. Of Milwaukee leads in the Central, and Atlanta leads in the Southeast. In the Western Division, as I mentioned, uh, Dallas leads the Southwest. Uh, in the Northwest, it's Portland at ten and four, and Phoenix comes in uh, leading the Pacific. That's uh, eight and five. The Lakers right now are three and ten. Wow. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, football action last night, college style, as they had a few games on last night. Uh, with uh, regards and uh, action, yes, indeedy. Ohio takes down Bowling. Or excuse me, uh, Ohio takes down Ball State, thirty-two to eighteen. Bowling Green, meanwhile, gets away from uh, Toledo, forty-two to thirty-five. More action, uh, I, I believe, again tonight uh, as they have a uh, three games on tonight. Eastern Michigan, who the Cajuns beat up pretty earlier this year, they take on Kent State. 
Uh, Miami of Ohio takes on the Huskies tonight. It's yeah, six. You may notice my apparel today. I, it is, okay. It's a big black and red day because the Blackhawks play tonight as well, about the same time as the Huskies. So it's a, a black and red night. Yeah, the Huskies come in three and seven. They're a one point pick tonight. Uh, uh, over in uh, in DeKalb, so it's going to be on the CBS Sports tonight. Uh, if you wish to watch the that ga- that particular game, the Huskies are averaging a little over twenty nine points a game compared to uh, Miami of Ohio's. Not, not playing real good defense a lot of those times. Though. Well, Miami of Ohio's having trouble scoring. Nineteen six is not. Uh, it's only one hundred and sixteenth in the country. Uh, let's see what's uh, defensively. Uh, as you mentioned, they're giving up thirty two a game. The Huskies, Miami twenty three. But they're both uh, they're within 20 yards of each other. One at 388, the other at 369. Uh, that's total yards get, that defense gives up. Meanwhile, uh, Ohio Miami uh, passes uh, gives up passing 252 yards. The Huskies give up 253. I always thought of the Huskies as being a run first type team. Oh, absolutely, especially with their head coach, and they have had some very good running quarterbacks over the last 15 years. Uh, Jordan Lynch, uh, who was a a Heisman runner-up uh, in 2012 or 13 the year they went to the Orange Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a and now their head coach is a former running back, although you wouldn't have known he was a running back. He looks more like a, an offensive lineman. Well, Thirty co- years later, coaches tend to be, not necessarily be couch potatoes, but they're well fed, and I'm sure most of the t- places where they go, where the alums are, they pick up the tab, so to speak. Anyway, uh, elsewhere tonight, uh, tonight one other uh, college football game. That's Western Michigan taking on Central Michigan. That's a seven o'clock, uh, uh, and that's going to be on ESPNU tonight. So the other game, as we mentioned, uh, the Northern Illinois is going to be on CBS Sports, while Eastern Michigan uh, and uh, Kent State will be on ESN two. Uh, speaking of colleges, college basketball last night. Uh, uh, it had a couple of big games, too, uh, with regard to uh, games uh, playing. Uh, boy, did you see where Appalachian State takes down Louisville? And uh, Louisville had a chance to uh, go ahead at the end of the game. A uh, young man makes a drive to the basket, kind of stutter-stepped outside, and that cost him because by the time he put it up and in, the uh, clock had gone off, the red, uh, red around the 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 uh, backboards went off and they lost the game to Appalachian State. So Appalachian State takes down Louisville in basketball and takes down A and M in football. Mm-hmm. Pretty good year for the uh, for the Appalachian State. And, of course, uh, they they took down Michigan and they were still an FCS school uh, ten some years ago. That's right. That's right. 10. When they blocked a, a field goal yeah. attempt and uh, and took it the distance. Elsewhere, and, and you wonder if that uh, says anything about their Sun Belt season coming up. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you wonder about that. Uh, I didn't talk much about the Cajuns. They they beat somebody the other night. I was kind of surprised, but uh, in the meantime, the other big games uh, in basketball last night. Uh, um, South Alabama gave Alabama 18th ranked Alabama a pretty tough game. Uh, um, I, I saw where. Um, I was watching that earlier that game, and I'm looking. Uh, yeah, Michigan, Michigan State, State, Kentucky. Uh, yeah, big two win for Tom Izzo. Yeah, no, they got. They, yeah, they gave, they got past Kentucky, who's fourth ranked in the country right now, and Capillari, who we mentioned yesterday, signed the number one recruit in the country, and uh, and uh, Wagner. So, um, you know, two two. I mean, Tom Izzo uh, schedules tough. He They're does. District. Uh, he you does. Know, they played Gonzaga in that special. Um, 
what do they call those carriers? Uh, oh, yeah, they played that game, yes, on the aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier, yeah. That's right, out uh, was it in San Diego? Not not sure exactly. But, but it was no, a day game, though, so, yeah. you know, it wasn't at night. Uh, Lost the a tough one against Gonzaga. Yeah, and uh, that, uh, but comebacks and beats number four, uh, Kentucky. And like you said, his teams play hard-nosed defense and they get after you. Kentucky, of course, with all the uh, parade All-Americans and prima donnas, uh, they go down. I'm sure they'll be the uh, Southeastern Conference favorite uh, this year in basketball. Coming up on my 30th anniversary, hanging out with Tom Izzo and the Michigan State coaching staff. Uh, he was an assistant. He was the heir apparent to Judd. And mm-hmm. um, my uh, roommate's uh, brother was an assistant coach with Michigan State. And they were all in town for the Final Four. The infamous Chris Webber timeout that didn't exist, and I never saw a happier bunch of guys. Yeah, because there was no uh, love lost between Michigan State and Michigan in those days. And you know, I still was, isn't. I'm I sure. was at that game, and uh, I had uh, the privilege of uh, being a guest of uh, Tulane University. Was the host school for that Final Four, and uh, got to tour the second floor of Pat O'Brien's that night, uh, as uh, with uh, some of my friends up there. Uh, with the Green Wave, and met all those ESPN guys, too, mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, some are real characters, and some are pretty stoic, if you know what I mean, uh, with regards uh, uh, when you see them on TV and in person to speak with them. I don't know if it was Dick Vitale's first game back after he took most of last year off because uh, I think it was throat cancer or something to that effect. But it was good to see. He looked like he was excited to be there. I didn't have audio for that particular game but uh, he just looked excited to be back yeah you sure he is and he's he's just a great ambassador for the college basketball game with his terms the diaper dandy and all of those type of slangs that he throws out during they're, the they're all diaper dandies now <laughs> yeah pretty much uh that's right because they leave after yeah. their freshman sophomore year to play in the nba or try to play in the nba last night the other uh, the late game was duke and kansas at kansas and uh, Co- duke without coach k this year they uh get beat 69-64, Kansas rallies late to to beat number seven, Duke. Of course, Kansas is number six. And uh, Filipowski, uh, that's a name to to keep in the back of your mind for the uh, Dukers. It was his first night uh, with the Dukies, and uh, we'll see how that all goes through. Duke was a half-point pick in that game, uh, um, uh, or a picket somewhere in there between the first and the second half. But uh, a great game. College basketball is in the air. Uh, trying to remember um, when the Cajuns, uh, I know they had beaten a, a couple schools earlier this year. Can't recall if uh, when they play again. Uh, and just go scrolling through here quickly, um, don't see anything uh, with the Raging Cajuns. Uh, uh, Louisiana, I'm looking for. I don't see if they play tonight. Anyway, college basketball, uh, and also uh, we'll see how that will come through it. The uh, NCAA college football uh, playoff uh, poll is out, Jeff, and uh, uh, pretty much everything has stayed the same to uh, my recollection. Um, LSU moved up uh, They did a spot, spot, yeah, uh, due to um, – as I'm trying to pull that up here on my uh, on my phone here, but uh, yeah, pretty much everything you know with uh, the Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. Uh, TCU kind of answered the critics' questions last week as they take down Texas in Austin, and uh, of course the big game: who, who gets uh, who gets bumped? Is it going to be uh, uh, Michigan or Ohio State? Uh, would they take them both in a tight game? You know, one of those uh, thrillers where. 
and I can't remember where the game is being played this year. I'm not sure if it's in Ann Arbor or if it's in uh, or in uh, Columbus in the Horseshoe. Um, I'm just again uh, trying to uh, negotiate through here. Uh, in week 13 of the college scene, uh, uh, let's see. Did they, they, they don't play this weekend, do they? No. No, no I didn't think so. Uh, Indiana, uh, no, Indiana plays Michigan State. And uh, would they both be off like LSU and Alabama do uh, before the big game? Uh, in Are they in the same division, or have they gotten rid of the divisions? Ooh, good question. The Big Ten, because I'm looking at the standing. Oh, okay, Big Ten East, here we go. Uh, they're in the same division, so only one can make it to the conference championship. So I, I find it hard to believe that uh, both teams get in there. Yeah, I tend to, of course, you know, last year, you know, after, uh, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia both got in, and there have been a couple of Southeastern Conference teams get in over the years. Uh, but um, does, would uh, Michigan and Ohio State play at night? No. I don't remember that game ever being at night. And uh, you might be right. Maybe they, uh, they'll probably play for in the championship. We'll decide uh, who heads to uh, the college football 14 playoff right now. Um, and they might be in different uh, divisions. No, they're in the same division. They I'm are. Looking. I'm staring at the okay. standings. Michigan and Ohio State both 7-0, and 3-0 away. A winning streak of 10 games, 10-0 overall. And uh, Penn State a uh, distant third. And in the west, uh, Illinois on top there. Um, uh, and they play Michigan, overall. I think, this weekend. D- doesn't, uh, doesn't Illinois play Michigan this weekend? I see here. Yes, they do, uh, at Michigan. Yeah, and uh, that, that's that, 11 o'clock game there, too. Yeah, and uh, 11 o'clock on uh, Saturday morning. Uh, a, uh, Illinois 73, Michigan 10 and 0. And uh, Michigan's got two more games left, um, and I'm pretty. And one of them should be against Ohio State, shouldn't and it? Ohio State has Maryland. Yeah, yeah. Last week of the season, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah. So, uh, and that game's where? That I don't know. At this well, point. I want to say it's uh, last year. Michigan beat Ohio State for the first time in many years, as Harbaugh, you know, was extended. And uh, that is at uh, the Horseshoe. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's I not thought, a Horseshoe anymore, but right. That is an 11 a.m. kick. Yeah, because last year Michigan beat them. Uh, and, uh, of course, the Michigan faithful were all excited, oh, yeah. uh, you know, in the big house. And, uh, they, um, of course, they traveled to uh, see the Buckeyes. So we'll see who'll dot the I at halftime <laughs> if they'll show that. Not sure. I remember Jack Nicholas said it was one of the proudest moments in his life when he was able to dot the I with the band uh, back in the day when he was uh, announced at the game. So, uh and different people, uh, of course, band members also get the honor of dotting the I in the uh, Ohio uh, formation. Elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, college uh, football, as we mentioned, the Tigers, of course, uh, uh, have an off week, so to speak, but they better play up. Uh, they take on uh, University of Alabama at Birmingham in a big game. And uh, like I mentioned, uh, I think Alabama plays South Alabama uh, in their big matchup this weekend. So um, Louisiana, the Cajuns travel to uh, Florida State to take on the Seminoles uh, in that regard. Uh, they're down. The, the spread has moved up even up to uh, they're giving the Cajuns 24 points in that game. It's going to be on the RSN network, not sure, regional sports network. That's a guess on my part. Or it could be Raycom. 
Yeah, that's But it will one. be on ESPN3 for folks who can right. get to that. I think, you know, it's different than ESPN+. Plus. I think you need to have ESPN, a cable account, where you can plug in your ESPN account information or cable account information and uh, password to access ESPN. Yeah, it's not bad. I have an ex- I have an ESPN Plus account, and it's not bad. Uh, now, Plus is different than ESPN 3, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is different. You, you so. need to have cable. Uh, you have to be a subscriber to ESPN through a cable outlet to watch ESPN 3. Yeah, now I have it on my uh, my cable affiliate. I can get it through my phone or laptop or whatever the case may be. But uh, in the meantime, uh, as we mentioned, uh, the Big Four will see who uh, between Michigan and Ohio State uh, would go down after the championship game. Same holds true. Tigers still have a shot. You know, if they beat Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game, do they go from sixth to fourth? Does TCU hang on and a Michigan of Ohio State drop off, uh, you know, a two-loss LSU team? And I can't re- remember since the college football playoff has started a two-loss football team making it uh, into the uh, – you know, Alabama had one loss. They lost to uh, – uh, uh, Georgia lost to Alabama, and then uh, Georgia came back to beat Alabama in the championship game. So uh, strange scenarios are taking place right now. I will say this. it's um, It says ACC Regional Sports Network, so that might actually be uh, available in certain places. If you uh, have, if, sometimes the ACC Network is available. If you have the sports package, I think, on uh, – on uh, the cable, all, any of the cable networks, you should be able to watch that game too. And there are alternate uh, programming. You'll have to scroll a little bit through it. But the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, uh, they all have um, networks where they show four or five games of um, of the conferences. So uh, each each conference they show four or five games. So uh, I know I have access to that, and at any one time I can. I can sift through and negotiate and watch 30, 35 football games, college football games in any one time. So, anyway, just about time to take our first break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Carter Tavern Monthly Bingo back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Carter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bans and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Athletic field provides challenges that test a competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Wednesday, November the uh, 16th. Uh, on the line with us is head football coach uh, with the Delcom Panthers, uh, Coach Artie Laoza. Good morning, Coach, and as always, welcome to the show. Morning. How y'all doing? Uh, it's pretty good this morning so far, a little nippy uh, in this weather, but uh, good football weather. Coach, uh, last week uh, your team, uh, I believe you journeyed to, to White Castle to take on the Bulldogs in a big uh, first round of the playoff games. Could you? Yeah, I know you were on Sports Corner uh, Saturday morning, and could you give us, our listeners that weren't able to listen to it, a little recap of the game and uh, what future prospects and how many seniors you had and uh, what you got coming back. But uh, uh, the mic is yours now. Yeah, we uh, we went down to White Castle. Great facility down there, brand new uh, turf field, and uh, you know we were able to take the opening kickoff and score a touchdown. And White Castle answered real quick with a long touchdown of their own, and that's kind of kind of how it went in the first half. We put 21 points on the board. They ended the half with 26 and 26-21 uh, at halftime. Uh, we had a good good game running the ball in the first half with uh, both Parker. Uh, LeBlanc and Jackson Wiggins and and then in the second half they their size on their line just kind of took over and we had a hard time moving the ball in the second half and they had a few more big plays and uh you know that that was the difference in the game there in the second half their their size just kind of overpowered us and and took over that second half but we had a real good competitive first half and you know each year we've gotten a little more competitive in the playoffs and we're gonna have to try to build on that going forward uh you know, we do lose 13 seniors. This was a great uh, senior class. They've won 10 games in the last two years, um, which has been a long time since a, a class has done that around here in Delcom. So we're losing a lot in that senior class that we'll have to kind of replenish there, you know. And, and uh, our, our incoming seniors, our junior class this year, we're only going to be returning four guys. So, you know, we're going to have a lot of shoes to fill next year. A lot of new guys will have to step into some positions. Yeah, no doubt. And, Coach, um, again, um, we talked about this Saturday morning, but two years in a row getting your team into the postseason after a bit of a drought there. Uh, how do you continue to build on it? Well, you know, it, starting that, that winning uh, 
you know, winning mindset and what it takes to win and what you have to sacrifice to win and, and the work that you have to put in. And, you know, that's something that the foundation is, is starting to build here with that. And I think each class coming in is more inundated with it, uh, you know. Um, so, you know, while we may have to rebuild here next season, uh, I think it'll pay off in what we'll do, and we'll just look for improvement week in and week out, and hopefully we can mount some wins in the process. What are the, the youth football opportunities in that community? Well, I know they have a, a, a couple little teams here in Delcom that I think play in the ERAF, uh, or ERAF or Abbeville uh, Youth Football Association, and then a lot of our young guys also play in the Youngsville area. So uh, I think there's a couple of Delcom-based teams, but they play in other organizations. Uh, and I was going to say, do you have an opportunity to work with them or at least uh... – uh, be somewhat of a guidance and hope that they can maybe develop uh, with the way you coach uh, your guys? Yeah, you know, the, the only thing we've been able to do so far is uh, is put on our football camp in the summer that we do for a week in, in June, uh, which we've had great turnout the last couple of years that we've gotten that started. And, you know, hopefully I can get with these local uh, youth coaches and, and kind of start start building from the ground up there. Yeah. Coach, you had mentioned uh, the turf, a uh, new turf stadium there at White Castle. In the NFL, there's been a bit of a controversy over some of these uh, artificial turf fields. Uh, seems a, as if there's one grade that is maybe worse than the other. But And I, I know NFL grass fields are a lot different than high school grass fields, but uh, do you have any concerns about those turf fields? Um, you know, artificial. we haven't had any we haven't had any problem on the uh, artif- artificial turf fields. Uh, you know, playing on them. You know, Lowerville has theirs, and we played on several. Um, there is a difference between the ones we have here in Iberia Parish and what we played on on the White Castle field. It was a shorter a shorter turf on the White Castle field. I think it's a newer uh, product that they have out now. It's a little slicker than uh, what we see in Iberia Parish, but uh, we haven't had any injury problems on it, and. You know, I think one of the big advantages to having it is on those bad weather days, you can still get out and practice on the turf, whereas with the all-natural grass, sometimes the, the ground can just, conditions just don't uh, allow you to practice. Yeah, and while I'm a fan of natural grass uh, as a broadcaster, it sure is nice to see those turf fields, the painting, and the hash marks don't go away, those kind of things. Oh, yeah, and that's great for a coaching staff as well. That's about eight, eight less hours a week we'd have to spend painting a field. No, understood, understood. Looking back at the year, uh, anything you do different, anything you could have done different? No, you know, I, I think always there's a game you think you could have had, and for us I think it's the Hanson game. You know, if we had played that later in the year and had a little more experience at the linebacker position, um, I, I think that would have helped us out. We had, That was game two, and we had two guys learning the linebacker position for the first time this year. Not to take anything away from Hanson, they've had a great season, and uh, but, um, you know, that, that's about it there, you know, and, and that would have put us at that six-win mark, which we were looking for. So, you know, our guys played their hearts out. We did great in the non-district schedule, and as always, district's a little tough for us, but they went out every week and uh, gave it everything they had. There you go. What kind of off-season condition, off, uh, yeah, off-season conditioning program or do a lot of your players play other sports? Well, they do, a lot of them do play other sports, uh, but we have a seventh-hour athletic PE, and uh, so we, we use that as our strength and conditioning period, and then they go on to their sports after school. 
And um, you know, we got that started. We, we do that year round. And then, of course, the guys who aren't involved in other sports, they'll what we kind of do is we try to put them into uh, power lifting and track to keep them competing all year round. Real good. Well, Coach, uh, it's been a pleasure this season uh, working with you on uh, Wednesday mornings as well as the Saturday mornings. We'll cut you loose for um, at least a little while, but uh, certainly have appreciated your coming on and uh, talking to us about Delcom football this year. Sounds good. I appreciate what you guys do for the uh, youth sports around here. Coach, take care. Yeah, Coach, good good, good luck. Appreciate uh, the opportunity, uh, and again, uh, all these coaches, uh, again, you know, there's been a couple of conflicts, uh, but uh, for the most part, uh, all those coaches who have been regulars have been with us uh, all season long. Yeah, they have. And, and, uh, and even a couple of weeks before. And some of them, they take their time to get out of, uh, you know, Coach Lowe's. I know it, we've missed him a couple times due to he had to uh, substitute and take over a class that he wasn't maybe uh, predicted to take uh, that particular day. But uh, we appreciate the time they take because uh, they have busy schedules. Not only a lot of them teach, but uh, they also uh, administrate and also uh, have their football duties too. Some of these coaches put in 70 and 80 hours uh, a week uh, to see their teams uh, and all perform. But uh, thanks for being with us, and uh, hopefully we can continue on this through the course of uh, the year. In fact, um, you know, we'll, we'll have Coach uh, Antoine and Martin again next week and hopefully beyond. But uh, I think we're done uh, with the Thursday coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, uh, their seasons are over. Uh, um, neither, uh, well, uh, of course, Acadiana Christian uh, Lions. Uh, it's been a couple some, weeks now. Yeah, and yeah. they had some success during the season. We uh, lost in the playoffs. Uh, and the uh, same with uh, Coach Hudson and also uh, Coach uh, Learman. Learman over at uh, New Arbor High. So uh, hats off to them. We appreciate all they do. And uh, and to keep our, our people informed uh, today with the, the local schools and how they're doing. So it's important, uh, I do believe. So uh, – you know, uh, with the, uh, uh, the newspaper industry, just uh, uh, you've got to be online and pay for it, and just like a paper, a print paper. But uh, hopefully folks are listening. Talked to a few people yesterday that told us they listen in, Jeff. They just, they're just shy about calling in. But I said, give us a call if you got a question. We'd love to uh, have you on the air. So in the meantime, uh, in that, uh, Jeff, as I mentioned, um, NFL football, uh, it's going to be interesting the next few weeks, too, uh, as uh, Cooper Cup looks like he might miss, might, I say, the they, rest of the season. Yeah, definitely four games. He is on injured reserve now. So yeah, and hadn't Surgery. Heard, yeah, and hadn't heard anything more with regards to uh, Stafford, whether he will be available this weekend uh, against the Saints uh, over in the Dome. Uh, that'll be a Sunday noon kickoff. And uh, – it's you know the Rams come to town. Uh, Saints, uh, believe it or not, are are a uh, a, a choice, a pick. Uh, they're giving the the Rams some points, not many, but they are giving them points. And uh, as beat up as the Saints are, and still haven't heard uh, if Coach Allen is going to be uh, maybe picking a new quarterback or staying well, with what you know, he has. The, or... the comments he made on Monday suggest that Winston is still not a hundred percent, and. So he hedged his bet a little bit uh, okay. by suggesting, well, we'll see how he's feeling. And you got the feeling that if he was healthy enough, and I think he is, uh, he's been a, suited up the last couple of weeks, 
maybe not 100%, but you know, right now I'd like to see 90% of Jameis Winston versus what we've seen from Andy Dalton the yeah, last couple of weeks. Yeah, Andy Dalton in the first few weeks he was out there, did a pretty good job, but then he's starting to fade the last couple of weeks, uh, just not having good uh, opportunities. Uh, and, of course, he did miss uh, some of his uh, receivers. Of course, Michael Thomas looks like uh, done for the year. Jarvis Landry came back uh, yesterday and uh, played some, uh, made a couple of nice catches. But uh, uh, things just aren't the same, and uh, we'll see what uh, transpires in the meantime. Uh, you know, yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, and, and today, it being Wednesday, we should have that injury report tomorrow to talk about. Yes, and uh, we'll see how that looks right now. Uh, the offensive line really is uh, – falling apart pete's missed game ramshack's missed games uh of course uh, the starting center is missed games ruiz moved from guard to center uh so they've had uh, a lot of shakeup. uh throckmorton has uh, missed some time and uh hurts it looks like he, he's going down too so uh anyway uh, a lot going on uh, you know you wonder um and then i saw an article recently uh that uh, they're talking about uh, they need to fire Dennis Allen, you know, in his first year. So uh, with all the injuries, who who knows? Yeah, I, I'm not ready to go there. Yeah. Although I am disappointed where the defense has gone. But, again, you could attribute that to a few things, too. Yeah, injuries have taken, have depleted a couple of the safeties on and is, off. Is Cam Jordan done? Uh, who knows? You know, I, we were talking about that Sunday watching the game. It, it just doesn't seem like he's got – what he maybe the fire you know he's he's going to be a broadcaster he's already had some of those opportunities yes, and i has. just wonder if he's looking ahead yeah i mean it got to be interesting so uh in that regard he's been in the league uh at least uh 10 years so uh and quality uh he was just a few sacks away i think from some saint records too in that regard so Anyway, uh, let's just go ahead and take our next break. We can come back and talk about uh, a little high school football playoff action and uh, college football uh, playoff uh, poll is out. So uh, you listen to Kane Radio, Bayou Sports, here on a big Wednesday hump day. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Carter Tavern Monthly Bingo back this Thursday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot. Six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. 
We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on a big hump day, Wednesday, November the 16th. And uh, just looking over the Division One non-select where our Westgate Tigers uh, traveling to, to slide out to take on uh, another set of Tigers. Uh, Friday night at 7 p.m. Uh, is uh, the game, it looks like. Uh, and not sure what the weather forecast is going to look like, but it's going to be cold. It's going to be yeah. football weather. I don't think there's any chance of rain or in that regard. Here, here locally, a slight chance Friday night, but just 20% right now. Yeah, and uh, the Tigers, uh, of course, we had Coach Antoine on uh, Monday morning at his usual time, approximately 7.30, talking about Slidell, uh, not uh, not knowing, uh, we not knowing a heck of a lot about uh, the Slidell team, but I'm pretty sure they were the uh, district champions over there in that division uh, of the North Shore, where I think it's North Shore along with uh, some other, I think Covington uh, along with us. Uh, I'm not sure if Salmon's in 5A now, but they pretty they, sure. they used to be. Yeah, uh, 4A. and uh, So we'll see how the Tigers do it. Big game for them, Jeff, as they head on the road. Of course, uh, winning that game, they're going to take on either East Ascension, which is 15th, or Neville, which is the number two seed. And uh, that, and you know, I'm not sure, Jeff. Maybe you might know if uh, will you. The only way you can play a home game, I think, no, Coach actually, Antoine we, we said. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, he he would uh, host Neville because they had to travel, and Neville's been at home, well, just for this one game because they got a first round bye. That's correct. But because Neville was at, is at home this Friday night, and Westgate is on the road. They would get to host because of travel. But if they play the other team. Uh, they're better ranked than them. So yes. in travel being equal between them, Westgate, the higher seed, would host. So either way, Westgate hosts uh, yeah. next week. But you got to win. You got to be Slidell uh, uh, Friday night over in Slidell. So uh, uh, two and a half hour to three hour bus ride for uh, the Tigers. So uh, wish uh, Coach Antoine the best of luck in that game, and hopefully he can bring home. Uh, a winner in that regard. Elsewhere, uh, other local team, uh, the Lorville Tigers, uh, they're going to travel to St. James to take on the uh, Wildcats. And, of course, Lorville handled uh, Vidalia pretty easily at 50-6. to six. And uh, they'll travel to play number fourth rank, uh, St. James. Over in St. James, uh, the Tigers, the 13th-rated team in the non-select. And uh, St. James, as uh, uh, Coach Martin was telling us uh um, uh, Tuesday, yesterday, that uh, pretty good program. Always have good athletes, and they're in a scenario where St. James was so close to the cusp that uh, they're basically playing AAA, but they bumped them down to Double A, or playing in that Double A Division Three non-select. Well, it's so. a combination of the two. You can't say it's a D- Class Two A 
division. You can't say it's a Class True. 3A division. It's just, it's you know, again, there were, I guess, about 170 teams in the top 25% Division One in talking about enrollment. The second top 25% went to Division Two. The others fell to Division Three, and then to 4. So, uh, again, it's not a perfect situation. I guess the 5A schools are the only one who are guaranteed that they're not going to have to play up in class in <laughs> the right. season. But just looking over the uh, Division Three non-select, uh, uh, of course, Manny is the number one seed. Richwood used to be a triple-A team. They're playing Manny uh, uh, elsewhere. Also, Westlake out of Lake Charles used to be is a triple-A team. They're playing Rose Pine. Uh, uh, a team from uh, up around Beauregard uh, Parish, somewhere up in there. Elsewhere, Voyles, uh, St. Helena, they're both double-A uh, uh, schools. Uh, Lorville taking on St. James, they're basically a triple-A school. Union Parish, the number three seed, is uh, and they've won a few state championships. That's up in Farmerville. They take on Sterlington, who Coach told us yesterday was the, the, the division, or I should say division, the class uh, 2A champion last year. Uh, Patterson, also a team in our outside our area, but within our area, they are basically a Triple A team. They play Winfield, another Triple A team. So a lot of lower uh, enrollment type of Triple uh, A teams got bumped down to the Division Three non-select. Um, elsewhere, A meet, uh, pretty much a Double A team, t- takes on Gina up in Northeast Louisiana. That's usually a Triple A team, along with uh, Berwick advances. They're going to journey to number two, Bogalusa up there in Washington Parish uh, to take on uh, the Bogalusa team. So uh, interesting scenarios. Uh, we're hoping our two local teams are and, able to advance. You know, speaking of Bogalusa, you know, they uh, didn't get to play their last game. I think it was Albany said, we're not going there. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're worried about the situation, the shooting there that uh, was at the prior That's right. game. And it was originally going to be on a neutral field, and Bogalusa made the claim that they should, here's our security plan, give us our home game back, and Albany just said, no, no, we're skipping. Yeah, anyway, yeah, you're right. And, uh, of course, Albany, they they played last week, and uh, they played a, uh, uh, I'm looking over the schedule here, they played a a familiar school that uh, we're aware of, as I'm looking at the Division II non-select as uh, Albany fell to uh, Lakeshore. Uh, there's a couple of uh, people over there we may know as Coach Brendan Death's squad. Their 14th seed, they beat Albany 27-8 to last Friday night. Uh, they journeyed to Opelousas That's right. this weekend to take on uh, the Opelousas Tigers uh, and wonder how uh, coaches uh, – Going to make that, uh, I guess uh, we'll call it a two-and-a-half-hour drive to uh, he's got to go I-10 unless he's going to take his school <laughs> back door through New Orleans, uh, through uh, home of Thibodeau, Morgan City, New Iberia, up in no, top I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I'd say here. 190 before they uh, Yeah, that's probably uh, the, the route to uh, after getting off I-10, 110 to uh, 190. Uh, anyway, uh, the coach um, uh, in desk, wish him the best of luck, too, as he uh, – Travels to Opelousas, and if he wins that game and St. Martinville beats Lutcher, they'll meet up again. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll play in Lakes. Is, well, is St. Martinville traveling? Uh, St. Martinville is traveling. Okay, so travel would be equal, That's so right. the higher seed would host. And they are. They're 11th. So he'd uh, make a journey to uh, St. Martinville if St. Martinville beats Lutcher and Opelousas take uh, or coach uh, Indus Lakeshore team, the Titans take down the Opelousas Tigers. So it uh, should be pretty interesting. Uh, of course, those games to be played 
the day after Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, he always said uh, you got a pretty good team if you're playing Thanksgiving week. Uh, everybody wants to hit that week uh, before the uh, semifinals and all. So uh, good luck to our area teams, uh, Jeff. You know, we've got a bunch of them that uh, even though they're not in our broadcast area, they are playing uh, uh, football. And just going over some of the other brackets uh, quickly, uh, of course, our Westgate uh, team in Lorville. Good luck to them. Uh, some of our local uh, schools in the select. Virginia, Virginia, Vermilion Parish schools advanced. Yeah. Uh, VC, uh, North Vermilion, ERAF, uh, Abbeville. That's uh, right. They all advanced. So, they uh, did. Uh, they're they're, so they're in our listening audience, maybe not our core audience. Right. But yeah, but they are. You're right. Uh, they, they're outside. Yep, they they uh, we, we've got some local teams: Ascension Episcopal, Journeys to St. Charles to take on uh, 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 the Comets in a big game. Um, elsewhere, looking around as I printed the you know St. Thomas More uh, takes on Helen Cox out of New Orleans. Uh, um, going through um, other area schools uh, um, as uh, Turlings Catholic take, uh, they take on uh, George Washington Carver out in New Orleans. Uh, they had a bye last week, so uh, a lot of our local teams uh, in the twenty twenty five mile radius still playing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good luck to them. Hopefully, uh, they can bring home uh, some I- uh, interesting games. Of course, of Lorville beat St. James. They'll advance to play the winner of Avoyles in St. Helena um, in the quarterfinals. Uh, that, of course, again the uh, Friday. Saturday, I guess, after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I believe, is the 24th. So, um, anyway, uh, like you said. I'm uh, predicting the fourth Thursday of the month. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That th- usually happened. To, I'm trying to remember the president that uh, brought about Thanksgiving. Was it Lincoln? I think it was. I think uh, it Lincoln was. Uh, decided that uh, back in the day during the Civil War times. Uh, just looking at we need elsewhere. a diversion away from this civil war. Let's <laughs> let's get a holiday going. Yeah, that, that, that'll distract them. Yeah, you're, you're right. Of course, the Delhi team that took down Generet last week, they're going to play Homer. That's H-O-M-E-R up in Webster Parish, up in that, that part of our neck of the woods. So uh, interesting um, games on the market. So uh, anyway. Um, we haven't really talked about it because I was hoping to have firm permission to do the game before we announced it. But uh, I just want, I guess, let people know at this time, we are efforting to do the Lorville-St. James game, but I haven't heard back from St. James yet, so uh, I'm going to put the hard uh, press on uh, St. James today to make sure that uh, we're welcome. Yeah, they, It looks like they've got a nice facility. They do. I've I passed by that stadium. I, I would suggest, and you mentioned a local architecture firm that did a lot of work over there, and they're the same ones who did these stadiums. That's right. And it looks a lot like the Nish and Westgate stadiums. Yeah, that's right. So uh don't know if you did a Google Earth and maybe to look at I the did. stadium. I, I did. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but it's, uh you know, the, I, and again, I mentioned yesterday on the air, it's one of three parishes that only have one football team in the uh, parish, uh, the others being Manny, up in, uh, and I'm trying to remember the parish they're in, and also Union Parish, uh, which is uh, the former Formerville team where they closed down a couple of the smaller schools and they combined to Union Parish as football team. Those are the three parishes, to my knowledge, in the state of Louisiana that only has one football team. It's not real big geographically, and there's no. a lot of industry, a lot of rural space there. Fact, it is. Uh, St. James High School is, you know, fairly rural area. It is. It is. I mean, it's out there. I want to say it's off of Highway 20. 20 and 3, 
what's the one that you get off on 310 toward Donaldsonville, 3129, yeah. Yeah, 3279, like yeah. uh, one of those. I know I've passed by at uh, St. James High School uh, numerous times traveling. When you don't have to go through Baton Rouge, you go up through Morgan City on Highway 70 and up in that area. So, uh, But it's um, anyway, it's going to be an interesting match. Uh, Coach uh, Terry Martin speaks highly of their program, too, uh, with a lot of the producers they he talked about a wide receiver they have that's a commitment to LSU so uh in the meantime you still got to play the game so uh good luck to the Tigers of Lowerville as they try to advance into the uh uh, third round of uh, high school playoffs anyway uh just about ready to take our next break and come back to talk a little more uh just some NFL uh, news Uh, Aaron Rodgers hits it again kind of wants to see the NFL mandate that all fields be grass. So good luck to that. And there's a player that's suing. uh, That's right. Patrick. uh, SoFi Stadium and uh, the Chargers. Although I don't know how you blame the Chargers. Uh, The Rams would be just as much uh, liable, in fact, more so, because the owner of the Rams is the guy who owns the SoFi Stadium. So (laughs) That's right. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big hump day, Wednesday, uh, November 16th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. 
Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075, AM 1240. You know, Jeff, I'm listening to that commercial we just uh, uh, had on the air. And, uh, you know, it's going to become a serious issue with high school officiating, mm-hmm. too. And it's not about the numbers as it is about the quality, too. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's the big problem. You know, I mean, somebody gets out. And they're almost to the point where they're throwing people out there to officiate games in uh, – Thank goodness for some of the referees being experienced and knowing the rules. But uh, you've seen some, some I've seen some crazy ways where they spot the ball and different things and odds and ends. And look, hats off to those people that do it, and, and a lot of ladies that are doing it now too. And uh, it's 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 tough. It's really tough uh, to find good officiating, and uh, they do their best. I don't think there's any bias in most regards. Maybe a shade, but. They try hard. They just uh, – it's what they see. And you know as well as I do, three people can watch an accident right in front of you, and you got to come out with three different versions of it too. Uh, and that's pretty much why I think they're on high school football right now. But, boy, do they need officiating. Wow. And, and tell you what, I, I'm reminded of my old uh, sports partner in Lafouche Parish, Tommy Plazons, and it was especially in regard to basketball. He, he would always complain when there were three-man officiating crew – Instead of two, he'd say just one more to make a mistake. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they try well. Uh, I don't think basketball has the issues that football does, uh, acquiring uh, uh, a good uh, uh, numbers is what I should say. And Well, you and, don't need as many. Right. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you're indoors. You know, it's not a whole lot of running you got to do. Uh, when the uh, I guess the playing surface is about 94 feet long. I think that's a max here. And uh, with about 50 or so feet wide, but uh, it's uh, it's tough. But high school officiating, and there are a lot of Thursday night games due to the lack of numbers. Period. Yeah, and <laughs> most of the Thursday night games are because of officials. Sometimes it's a stadium issue. Uh, you know, Morgan City uh, shares a stadium with Central Catholic, right. and those True. kind of situations. Uh, you know, just this year, St. Martinville uh, sharing it with the South Side. You That's know, right. Those kind of things. That's so. right, and too. They maybe can get a field put up and, uh, and all. But uh, just uh, high school officials, uh, hats off to you guys that do it. Uh, I know uh, one of our – I don't know if Dana Dugas still uh, does high school officiating. I know he's one of our big sponsors with uh, uh, his business, so Affordable Homes out there on Highway 90, and we appreciate all he does for us. And uh don't know if he's still doing it or not. I'm not sure. I don't I think, think so. Yeah, I think I he got think out so. a couple of years ago, yeah. a few years ago. But he did it for many years too, and there were other local men who I know are doing it uh, uh, here locally. So um, tough job, and uh, hopefully uh, we can see something uh, – uh, Get more people involved and uh, a little more quality as they're taught. Uh, yeah, I guess you got to start off in the Pee Wee Leagues or something, calling games yeah. where the action's a little bit slower and you can see things a little bit more visibly. I'm sure they can use good officials, too. Anyway, it uh, looks like uh, our boy uh, Deshaun Watson's going to be back uh, with the uh, with the Browns soon. Uh, we're into week 11. I, I heard, uh, you know, I'm not a fantasy guy, but I see a lot of headlines and someone suggested – Hey, it's about time to put Deshaun Watson on your your roster. Well, I'm sure there's some of these fantasy players have gobbled him up and maybe drafted him and just had to let him go. But uh, he's ready to get on the field after this week. If my memory serves me right, he was suspended for 11 games. So the 12th week he'll be available. So I'm sure. And I think he's been practicing. Uh, uh, he, he, if, if he was taking care of all the other off-field issues, the counseling and um, – um, 
restitution, whatever the case may be, uh, if he was taking care of that business, then, yeah, he was going to be allowed to practice for like two or three weeks before he was eligible. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Aaron Rodgers, again, we talked just moments about uh, he he thinks that uh, the NFL ought to mandate that all fields be uh, grass. And I think it's going to be an issue, especially for those dome stadiums that don't have retractable roofs. You know, the Superdome being one, and there are a few other stadiums around the league. Of course, uh, most teams today, when they build a big new stadium and spend a billion dollars, most of the roofs are retractable. So could they grow grass in lieu of uh, during the season? Uh, That's the owner's uh, choice, I guess. But the league, I don't see how the league can mandate that to uh, stadiums throughout the uh, NFL. It it would be tough to mandate, say, New York, uh, yeah. New Jersey, the Meadowlands, uh, when when you're not mandating the Superdome. That's right. You know, it, right. it would be tough to do that. You, I mean, it, you'd think it would be easy to say, hey, if you've got, uh, you know, but, but these stadiums are used for other purposes, too. Yeah. And, and especially, you take the Meadowlands, two teams play there. So it's right. occupied just about every week. It gets beat up uh, more so, you know, areas like Seattle, outdoor stadium, uh, but it's got artificial surface because it rains there a lot. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's just a better surface to play on if it gets wet. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, you think of other other teams have left dome stadiums, Seattle being one. They were in the uh, Seattle Dome for many years until they built an outdoor stadium. Uh, Paul Allen built an outdoor stadium uh, and all. And then you have uh, and, Minnesota. It's going from an outdoor stadium into a dome. And the Lions have played in. Uh, well, they've, they've been in a dome for a long yeah, time. This, uh, yeah, they've been there a good while. You're right. And, uh, 40 plus years. That's right. So. With, with the couple of years that they played at the University of Minnesota uh, when they were building the new stadium, when the roof collapsed. Uh, that's right. But, uh, yeah. It, and, and Minnesota was called out. I know the Meadowlands, the Saints, uh, the Superdome uh, were three of six that have this one specific type of turf. That seems to be a, more of an issue. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Uh, of course, yesterday we had Richie Allen, no, Dick Allen, excuse me, saying if a horse can't eat it, I don't want to play on it. I'm waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come forth and say if a horse can't uh, eat it, I don't want to if play less, on it either. If less <laughs> Miles can't eat it, then. Uh, I wonder where Coach Miles is today uh, in that regard. Anyway. Uh, he's no longer at Kansas. Kansas started off the year pretty hot. Sold. Yeah, the the, the Jayhawkers uh, uh, football season started off with a bang, but they've kind of the air has come out of the football for them the last few weeks. So, in the meantime, uh, we'll see uh, what takes place. So, good luck again to our high school football teams in the area. Hopefully, they can all come back. Go ahead. Gotta make mention. We talked about Aaron Patrick uh, with yes. the Broncos before. Apparently, uh, it, it wasn't a turf issue. He was coming off the field, uh, but he's suing a number of parties, including the NFL uh, Chargers, ESPN, and a mat company for a series of decisions that he believes led to his torn ACL. Uh, apparently, his momentum carried him off the field and onto the sideline area when he was attempting to make a tackle on a punt return during a Monday night football game in an effort to avoid Running into an NFL official who was monitoring television timeouts, Patrick said he stepped on mats that were covering up NFL instant replay monitor cords and cables. Oh, wow. So it had nothing to do with the artificial turf. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't like he uh, hurt himself making a cut on the field. Right. Anyway, uh, wow. 
Anyway, today in sports history, November the 16th, in 1907, the 12th annual Iron Bowl, Auburn and Alabama ended up in a tie at 6-6 in Birmingham. Of course, they that that was the last time they played up until 1948. You mentioned that yesterday. That's right. So uh, just to uh, talk about that, and uh, uh, Alabama would not go to Auburn to play a game. Auburn Stadium was uh, a small stadium at the time, and it was all about gate receipts back then. They probably split them in that regard. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, they wouldn't play. They finally played in Auburn. Alabama did sometime in 1989. Then Alabama didn't play in Tuscaloosa until 2000. Uh, so um, just a lot of fury. Forty years those teams did not play. Elsewhere in 1924 on this date, the Cleveland Bulldogs lose to 12-7 to to the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets and ends a 31-game undefeated streak. Uh, Major League uh, football record, uh, of course, Cleveland was eaten up uh, over the years, uh, and they ended up becoming the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I do believe. Elsewhere in 1926, the New York Rangers, Jeff, a little bit of background for you, and ice hockey played their first game. They beat Montreal, the Maroons, in that particular game, one nothing at Madison Square Garden. I'm sure that was the Madison Square Garden. Uh, I think they've rebuilt it three times since uh, 26. Anyway, in 1957, center Bill Russell set an NBA record of 49 rebounds in one game as the Celtics beat the Warriors 111-89 at Boston Garden. Will Chamberlain ended up uh, three years later breaking that mark. He grabbed 55 rebounds in a game, in an NBA game. Elsewhere on this date, 1957, the University of Oklahoma football win streak was ended at 47 games after losing 7 nothing to Notre Dame at Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. And I thought for a time... Paul Horning was a quarterback for the Irish back then, but he wasn't. He graduated the year before, so he wasn't on that particular team. But Oklahoma, Bud Wilkinson, the famous old coach at Oklahoma, uh, of course, ended up in the NFL for a few years. But uh, the game had changed by the time he was coaching the St. Louis football Cardinals, and uh, he lasted a couple of years, and that was it. 1959, the Boston business executive, Billy Sullivan, is awarded the eighth and final franchise of the developing American Football League. Later, they uh, branded the Boston Patriots and uh, now uh, the New England Patriots and, uh, uh, of course, owned by uh, Mr. Kraft. Elsewhere in uh, 1962, uh, Will Chamberlain comes up again as he scores 73 points and 127-111 win over the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Of course, Chamberlain uh, later on that year uh, scored 100 in Hershey, PA, yeah, for the all-time record. Chamberlain that year in 62 averaged 50.2 points a game that season. That'll never be passed in the NBA. Elsewhere in 1966, right fielder Roberto Clemente was named the MVP of the National League. 1969, uh, President Nixon becomes the first president to attend an NFL game while in office as the Cowboys beat the Redskins 41-28. 1976, Rick Barry ends the longest NBA streak of uh, 60 straight consecutive free throws. Of course, the NBA record uh, was set back in 93 and 94 by Michael Williams, uh, who hit 97 in a row. In 1988, on this date, Jose Canseco was the first unanimous MVP of the American League since Reggie Jackson back in the 70s. Also in 2021, and we talked about this earlier in the year, men's roller derby team settles a dispute with Major League Baseball team, allowing both to use the Cleveland Guardians name. It was a men's roller derby team? Yes. I See, I didn't know that. I assumed it was a women's 
yeah. roller derby team. Yeah, they uh, they fought, yeah, because uh, you always uh, – the ladies watching – going around that rink, uh, punching and scratching, <laughs> throwing body blocks. That was something to see. Elsewhere, birthdays today. Born on this date in 1946, former Celtic and Kansas Jay Harker, JoJo White, won an Olympic gold in 68, born in St. Louis, Missouri. Of course, JoJo passed away in 2018. Elsewhere, born on this date in 1964, Dwight Gooden, pitcher, four-time All-Star, Cy Young Award winner, Triple Crown pitching, Triple Crown winner. Cocaine advocate. Yeah, he was. And uh, couldn't play for the Little League from Tampa because he was too young. <laughs> Anyway, uh, of course, he threw a no-header in 96 for the Yankees. Born in Tampa, Florida on this date in 1964. The quote of the day, I go back to the great one, Jeff, Wayne Gretzky. He said a good hockey player plays to where the puck is. He said a great hockey player plays to where the puck is going to be. And a lot of truth to that statement, too, uh, as you make things happening. Uh, of course, Wayne Gretzky, the only man in the National Hockey League, to have his number 99 retired by all – how many teams in hockey now? 32 now Oh, same Seattle Kraken. Okay, same as football. So uh, that's it today in sports history, November 16th, the big hump day. Don't know if you have any late or breaking news. No, no, closed uh, that file out, but I did check some headlines. Nothing uh, impactful, uh, at least at this point. do want to thank our guest today, again, Artie Laiuza over at Delcom. Appreciate him joining us as always, and certainly our sponsors, the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep next fall, District Number 49.